What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Ah, motherhood. One minute, your mom of the year. I love you, mommy. Then the next? Mm, not so much. From bath time to bullying, from potty training to puberty, parenting is full of challenges. But one thing is for certain, you are not alone. Welcome to Modern Mom Probs. I'm your host, author, mother, parenting expert, Tara Clark. Join me while we tackle today's Modern Mom Problems. Welcome back to another episode of Modern Mom Probs. I'm your host, Tara Clark. I am so excited because today I am joined by two of the funniest, realest, straight-shooting women on social media. Caitlin Murray is the mother of three, creator of Big Time Adulting, and host of the Big Time Adulting podcast. And Nikki Marie is mother of two and creator of the TikTok and Instagram account, Instagram's Nikki Marie Inc., where together, those accounts boast over 2 million followers. We are bringing some strong New England mom energy on this episode. Caitlin and Nikki, welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks so much for having us. What a blast. I'm so excited to have both of you guys because we've been friends online for a while, but we've never like all been together. And so here we are all together. Yes. It's like, I wish we were in person, but we'll have to make that happen. Yeah, that's okay. Next time we're going to do a road trip. We already talked about that. Caitlin and I aren't far away from each other and we're going to, we're going to do a road trip. So today's topic is social media pressures and modern motherhood. And uh, before we jump into that, I want you guys to just introduce yourselves a little bit. Caitlin, I'll go with you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. Well, you got some of the the things in there. Mom of three. I live in the greater New York area, but I am a Massachusetts grown woman like Nikki. This, This is our New England Pride podcast here. And I, you know, I consider myself, I guess, like a humorist and writer, if you will. And I started my my journey on the gram because I just felt compelled to overshare. And I am a compulsive overshare. And my, I find it very cathartic. And what actually inspired me to do so was my son was sick with leukemia. And I just had so many emotions and feelings and things. And I always have like a propensity to find humor in, in things as well. So I found it to be this very therapeutic experience just to kind of not really even talking about him all the time, just motherhood in general. And that's how I landed in my Instagram world. God, I'm so glad you did. I mean, and I'm glad that he's better now Thank too. You. Yeah, yeah, he's doing great now. Super lucky. Thank God. Three and a half years of treatment almost. And he was three years old when he was diagnosed. So, you know, every parent's worst nightmare, but there could have been much worse outcomes. And we're just really grateful to be where we are. So, we're the lucky ones. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that, Caitlin. I appreciate that. Because I know that that is really fundamental 
to your story, not only as a mother and as a person, but also for your work on Instagram. Yeah, I think it was just like a transformative experience in my life and certainly in my journey as a mom and a huge thing that I went through that I never envisioned happening. And I just felt like it gave me permission kind of to talk really freely about how whatever I was going through because I was really in the trenches and I'm trying my best not to use the F word every other word because I'm very, I use it prolifically. But <laughs> anyway, so it, it gave me permission to say what I would usually say is the F, whatever the F I want. But anyway, so yeah, it, it was certainly something that gave me a, a new lens on, on life and the importance of, you know, humor and movement and just being real and being yourself because life is too short and to be, to get caught up in all of the BS. <laughs> I always laugh if I'm not actually swearing. Sorry. <laughs> Well, then we're going to be laughing a lot. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Right. So no, thank you for that. I, I think we could, I could think we could say BS. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. I'll just keep <laughs> so, it clean. Nikki. All right. Fine. We'll play it clean today. So Nikki, tell us a little bit about yourself. So I think Caitlin just summarized so much of how I feel about my journey on social media, just with a different lens. You know, I, at one point, in time, I was just always like the funny friend. You know, I was the athlete. I was the captain of the team because I could take serious moments and like lighten them up for people. So that's me as a human being always. And then I will tell you transparently, there was a part of my journey where I started to take myself so seriously. And part of that was what the corporate world told me I had to be when forward facing, right? You've got clients, you've got a title you've got these things. So the way I showed up on social media was very much like the picture perfect everything, the career, the husband, the kids, the just like what I was doing in the corporate office, you know, jump ahead to where Caitlin shared, like, I think deep down, we all as women, maybe as men too, I think we all want to be seen and heard for who we are and what we're going through. And when I finally was going through a divorce, which was one of the crazy saddest times of my life, two little kids home from like from school with like the COVID time. I didn't have any clients to, I didn't have anybody to forward face with. So I just started sharing like real day-to-day moments and wow, it took off. And it reminded me that like, I'm sharing this because it makes me feel better. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel connected when I see that so many other people are like, thank you for saying what I want to say, or thank you for sharing a moment, making me realize like, I'm not alone and motherhood is imperfect and we're all really trying hard and it doesn't have to be, you know, what Instagram once was, was like this perfect looking thing, a magazine per se. I'm here to just share my life and, and all it's good, bad and ugly. And again, we're so glad that you do because like you said, like Instagram traditionally was always like, look at these beautiful curated images and now the holidays are coming and look at this perfect Christmas tree and all of that. And it's like, we as mothers feel that pressure, right? And I think both of you women are so good at naming that and then sort of like dispelling it. Does that make sense? 
So I sort of want to like talk a little bit about that. Cause like Caitlin, you, you come out point blank and you're like, oh yeah, you have to like paint your house white and wear a felt hat and, and like all of the other BS that goes into that. At what point were you like, I call BS on this? Well, you know, I, I don't, I feel like I've always gone a little bit against like the trend on purpose. Maybe I'm a little bit of an innate contrarian that way. I just don't want to go with like what everybody else is always doing. But I also, you know, I just, I feel like there's a pressure on people to maybe look, act, you know, present a dress, present a certain way in order to be thought of in a certain way. And it's just, there's such a disconnect between, you know, what's presented on the surface and what's really going on underneath the surface for so many people. And I just kind of want to make it a point to say those two things don't have to match. You know, you don't have to be, or what, you know, what is presented is not what is real. And, and this is what's real and it's okay to be different from everything else that you see on social media because that shit's not real, you know? Yeah, it's not. Do you, do you ever care if you piss people off? I do because I'm a people pleaser at heart. I, I, so you're a people pleaser and well, a I'm a very nice person, actually. You know, like I care about people. So I come off maybe like with a harsh edge when I'm delivering something humorous, but in my heart and my core, I'm pretty soft. I'm very straight. Like I will give it to you straight, but I have a lot of compassion and, you know, so I do, I do care what people think, but I, I also don't let that affect who I am. I I continue to be myself despite that, I would say. Yeah. I I think that's important though, too, because like at the end of the day, you know, put your phone away, put the accounts away and all of that kind of stuff. You have to be happy with yourself, right? And like happy with like the message that you're putting out. And so you don't want to like be false in how you really feel versus the message that you're putting out there. Yeah. I mean, like who gives a what? like what it looks like on camera, if that's not what it's like uh, off of camera or whatever, you know, cause it's just, you're going to put your felt hat on after you hang up the, you hang up the phone and then you go into your white house with your felt hat. And I actually like, do. Well, I actually do live in a white house, but wait, I just want to call out cause it, I, for the people that can't see this right now, Caitlin and Nikki are both sitting in front of dressers with circle mirrors above them. It's like as if they're like in the same, I don't know, hotel room or something like that. It's incredible. And you guys are both athletic. You're both like runners. And and so you have so many similarities above and beyond content creation. And like I said, interior design happens to be the same thing. Yes. Nikki and I have also developed a pretty tight virtual friendship over the last year or so, I guess. And we have been I'd say borderline shocked by all of the similarities between the two of us. It's really funny. And it's not just interior design. No, it's not just interior design. It's interior soul. 
in your heart and soul. It's like genuinely who you guys are. That's why I wanted to have you both on together because I thought that I was like, Nikki and Caitlin are so similar that I feel like you play off each other so well. Like you guys are two of the seriously most honest people I know on social. You call it like you see it. You're not going to take any BS, even though, like you said, you're a people pleaser, but you still, in my mind, you take no BS. I want to hear, you are like, like, Nikki, do you feel like you're that kind of a person, like a, a people pleasing person like me, or are you? So I have been working really hard on what it means to create boundaries because I just, by nature, when I need other people around me to feel good. So I feel like for some reason I was born thinking that it's my role at all times, in all rooms, in all places to make other people feel good. So I think with that comes a responsibility. And I guess you could call it empath. You could call it people pleasing, like whatever it is, though, I do feel like part of my superpower is just to know how to like lighten the load for people. Just always been the case for me. So yeah, it's my being. I care a lot about everything (laughs) sometimes to a fault everything yeah and I feel like there's something to be said for like when you care about everything you always kind of notice everything in a lot of ways too like so much you can't help it and then that's where all the things that you notice you can also bring humor to and make fun of like you know it's like kind of just noticing those little things about real life and then like noticing it in a good way and trying to help people or whatever but also noticing it and just be like this is hilarious I, I have to call this out yeah I think observational humor is really like the top tier humor. I mean in my opinion right like I don't think it gets any better than observational humor because that's the stuff that people go oh my god yeah me too or oh I never thought of it like that but once you start calling out white houses and felt hats and all of that kind of stuff you're like oh yeah you're putting words to it and everyone else is like yeah same same me too Jerry Seinfeld the king of it my absolute favorite Absolutely. And you guys, I mean, you crush it at that. And and when I even started Modern Mob Probs years ago, observational humor was actually a really big part of what I was doing too. I was talking literally about the first world problems of moms. And that's, you know, how I got my start doing that too. It's obviously sort of like changed to be not just first world problems that are funny, but also like actual mom problems. And so I guess the, the name happened to be like apropos at the time, but I really started it with more observational humor in mind. How, how many years ago did you start your page? It was 2016 when I started it as NYC mom probs. And I was talking about like New York City mom problems, which again, observational humor, New York City mom problems are different from other world problems. And then when we moved to the suburbs in 2017, that's when I changed it to modern mom probs. So technically 2017 was modern mom probs. The evolution of modern that was the mom evolution pop. because you know what? Like I had an existential crisis. I, I moved out of the city and I just simply didn't have those kind of problems anymore. You know, I wasn't riding the public bus with a stroller. I wasn't going on the subway. I wasn't applying for who am I now? Schools. What yeah, am I who am complain I complain about now? I have <laughs> to figure this I'm out. Like. Yeah, that's a perfect example of like we. So many of us were like are we told we have to have a niche or we have to have a certain thing that people expect from us? I don't listen to what I'm supposed to do because it doesn't work for me all the time. I go with what my current moment in time is 
And if that doesn't work for the algorithm, then I don't know what else to say. It's just what's happening in my world. And I think that that was a perfect example of you making a shift and going. Yeah, really I mean, sometimes you have the to. course of where your life's at. Yeah, Nikki, that's interesting. I like. I feel the same way because. You know, if you're like one of those people, you're starting an Instagram page and you want to like learn more about, you know, how to gain a following or this and that. And there are very specific like rules, what like you can read about on a blog or online and what to follow times to post frequency of posting, you know, do a giveaway, do a tag or whoever, whatever. But I think that like what the only thing that really works is like either you have a really good talent or really good service, or you're just authentic because I, I do believe that people are, you can, you can go so far following like those kind of rules, that rule set. But when it comes down to like, when people really enjoy coming to your page to, for, for something, for whatever purpose, it's like about authenticity. It's about having like a real experience there. Like, you know, and you can't try to be like someone else because that's going to be evident. And you just, you know, the way I would say it to somebody is like, are you talented or not is really what it comes down to. And if you are great at delivering, you have to deliver something. If you're great at delivering, like we talked about this on the pre-call, like what Tara is available to do or, or her superpower is different than yours, Caitlin, right? But we all have found our way to deliver a message. So you got to you got to be entertaining or like you said education there's got to be some type of a uh, talent there because I would never get in a room and say hey everybody follow these rules and you'll get a following if you stick <laughs> you won't It's true I mean even so be good at something So like going back to the concept of social media pressures Nikki you are so good about dispelling like this is what I thought my life would be like this is what was expected of me. And then you're like, you know what? I'm going to flip the table on this one. I'm going to flip the script. And like, this is who I am. This is my current situation. And obviously your message resonates with so many people. So my question to you is like, why do you think with a message like that, that resonates to so many people, why are so many people still in a box of this is what I should be doing? Maybe they haven't had the moment in life where they've had to really like look at it head on. I, I didn't have to look at this head on until my marriage was failing. Then it failed. It was failing and then it failed. And then, you know, I had, not to make this a sob story, but I had multiple miscarriages. I delivered a stillborn. You know, like life was not in my control anymore. And I'll just be honest with you, like, before that, I felt like I had full control of my life and where it went. I was the 15-year-old that had, I found a sign that I had up in my room, in my bedroom when I was 15 years old. And it was goals. It was like goal setting, like that they don't, you can't like teach somebody at that age. That was just always in me was to have my vision on something and go for it and crush it. And all of a sudden in marriage, I couldn't get that other person to be where I wanted him to be and to see that, right? So it was like the control was lost. And then the pregnancy is going well, going well, and everyone around me is happy and I'm glowing. And then all of a sudden, my first pregnancy, I lost a set of twins at 20 weeks. Like I don't tell that story, but let me tell you something, that will change your life. So when people are faced with what they're supposed to be, it might just simply be where they're 
they haven't been, I don't want to say challenged, but they just haven't been faced with like, wow, I don't have full control over this. So how am I going to react? And I think it's helped that I had an amazing upbringing. You know, we, a lot of times talk about childhood trauma. I had an amazing upbringing with an amazing support system and I'm an, an eternal optimist. So I think that the tools that I have were what made me able to be in this like seat today with still an optimistic view on life and all the challenges that come with it. It's like the journey, you know, it's a beautiful journey, even when it's sad. So it's time for my biannual dentist appointment. And I'm so excited to not have to lie to my dental hygienist anymore about how often I floss since getting my new slate electric flosser. I now floss every day because of how easy and effective it is to use this thing. It has over 12,000 sonic vibrations per minute, which stimulates my gums and cleans off all the gunk on my tongue. Having my mouth feel this clean is the highest form of self-care. Try it out today at www.slateflosser.com and use code MOMPROBS15 to get 15% off your order. Yeah, I just did a reel about that, like, similar what you're talking about, because it was my son's birthday, and I was, like, reflective, and I'm always very reflective around his birthday because of what he went through and and how grateful I am that he's still here, and that just in any situation, like, we have visions for our lives and and what we really want to see or what, what we expect and how, you know, you're a little kid and you're thinking this is what my life is going to look like. And I'm going to be a mom and this and that or whatever. And other sometimes bad shit happens and it doesn't match your vision. And there's a lot of pain in detaching yourself from the vision that you had and, and leaving that behind and saying, screw it. Like this is not a vision is not set in stone. Nothing is set in stone. Everything is an illusion of control. Every day we are here is all we have. You know, that's it just today. So you can look as far ahead into the future as you want and plan. And, and there are no guarantees of any of that. And I think that's like been like such an ultimate lesson for me in life is just, and I'm not, I'm nowhere near having accomplished this, but like I try every day to learn to live in the moment because that my, I have anxiety and I, I, if I'm in the, if I'm not in the moment, then I'm being anxious, right? That's kind of the definition, but. Yeah. And I think on that, that's so meaningful to me, what you just said, Caitlin, but I, I think sometimes when I peel back all of my goal oriented ways, right. It's like, I gotta do this. I gotta do this. I gotta succeed. At the end of the day, sometimes I lay in bed with my kids at night And I just think, what if I approached life where my really only goal was to to create a happy, at ease family environment for my kids? Like, what if that's what I was meant to do? Because it does sometimes when all the noise is off, it does feel like that was my calling was to be a mom and to nurture my kids and to communicate with them in a way that no one communicated to me in the 80s because no one really knew how to. But I now am getting my kids to talk about things. And even when they're like, mom, all right, I'm making sure my daughter knows my feelings through divorce and that if something comes up that's hard for her, she can talk to me about it or share her feelings and that they're honored. And also, 
like, listen, if she told me tomorrow she wants to be the next Olympian gymnastics, you know, person, I'd be like, all right, well, what are we going to do to get there? What are we going to work on? So I think it's just like, I think our generation now is learning to really nurture our kids and our mental health and our emotions. So all the other stuff of social media, I think there's this amazing generation of us that like really does want to change the scope of like family and communication and relationships. So I know that was way deeper than what you thought. No, I'm glad that it is. Cause I, cause I want to jump into that. You know, oftentimes we do talk about the very so like superficial, like models and fitness teas and all that crap. But like, I think one of the best takeaways for social media, at least for me personally, has been how to learn to become a better parent through certain accounts that give a lot of great advice. My son is, what's the right word for it? Can be challenging at times. And (laughs) how PC is that, right? And so I've learned so many different, whether it's like scripts or different things to think through. And like a lot of my friends are like conscious parent therapists. And so I'm able to gleam the best information from so, so many different people through my network to help me to become a better parent. And so for that, I'm grateful for this platform and for social media. And so that people can talk about things like reparenting themselves or parenting with certain perspective. And so going back to what you were saying, Nikki, like that is one of the beautiful things is that our generation is able to now talk about this kind of stuff where people weren't talking about that in the 80s or in the 90s. My parents were divorced when I was two. And so my mom you know, was always divorced. My parents were always divorced as, as long as I ever knew that. And like my mom never spoke kindly about that sort of thing, you know? And and so I think it's important now for parents to be honest and to, you know, apologize to their kids if they yell or to sit down with them and explain like, you know what? I was having a really bad day. I'm really sorry. Like I know what it feels like to have a bad day. And I'm sorry if you're having a hard time in third grade. Like I had a hard day at work today too. Let's sit and talk about it. Yeah. I I think like what you're saying too, Tara, like part of all of that is a great part about social media, that there is this like information there and a narrative that is like, it's, it's okay to be like vulnerable with your kids and show them a soft side and not this whole, you know, mentality with our parents' generation of children should be seen and not heard and, and that kind of stuff. But then also like, at the same time, being able to sift through that information and take it all also with a grain of salt and trust your own instincts as a parent, because I think like, you know, what feels right and know what, and you know, what doesn't feel right. Like, I feel like whenever I'm being too much of a hard ass with my kids, I'm like, this doesn't feel right. You know, like I need to soften this. I need to soften the message. But I think from like my generation, my upbringing, that's kind of more, where that part of it comes from. And I'm like, I don't, I don't have to do this. I don't have to be this like hard ass parent about this. And I am like tough with rules and discipline and stuff like that. But I am much more aware because I think of some stuff on social media, like, okay, I can get down on my child's level and give them a hug when they're upset and not listening to me and say, I know you're frustrated right now. Like, you know, validate their feelings. But then I just sometimes do feel overwhelmed by all of the parenting advice and information coming off of social media as well. So at some point I'm just like, la, 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 la. I'm just going to do what I need to do here. <laughs> yeah. 
There, there's a lot. I mean, there's especially in the last, gosh, two years or so, like th- two or three years since the pandemic, it's just been like an overwhelm of parenting information. And so you do have to sift through what works for you. Cause like, I can tell you for this, like my son doesn't respond to scripts. You know, sometimes they'll be like, say this and then your child will do that. And it's like, yeah, not in my house, <laughs> but it has given me certain ways to you know, view things, different perspectives to look at. And so I'm definitely grateful for that, but it's hard. How do you sift through it, Nick? So I, I am very much, I follow my intuition a lot. And I also have the sensitive side that knows, like, if I've just, I was like totally cranky, I was overstimulated. I've got the ADHD, the sound, like yesterday, they were both home from school. And by the late afternoon, it was like, I thought we were homesick. And, and I was still trying to finish my day. So I just, where I sift through it all is I listen to myself first. But if I feel like there's something I'm consistently struggling with, then I'm like, okay, I don't have this down. So I need a resource for this, right? There's stuff I could teach if I wanted to. There's people that could come to me on certain part of parenting. And I know that I could teach somebody this category of things, but then it's like the iPad time or the how to handle, like I cannot stand what's in our kids, what's in our foods. I can't stand the food industry for putting me in this position where I have to be like the parent who's like, food dies in this house. They're, they're poisonous. They lead to ADHD. Like, I don't know how to do that. So that's where I will sift through. And I'll be like, who is an expert in this that I can pick from? And I think Caitlin, probably you meant like a lot of you wants to say, there are so many people talking about things that don't actually have the knowledge. And that's where I have a hard time is when relationship like relationship tips. I'm like, am I taking relationship tips from the person who's been scorned 50 times and is like bitter toward all men? Probably not. Probably not. Even though that like, that's, you know, you could feed into that and be like, yeah, I was right. He's wrong. Everybody's a narcissist. But it's like, unless you are an expert or really kind of like, you know, know what you're doing, certified to some degree. That's how I sift through it. Long answer to that. But No, but that's a good answer because the thing is, this is like the barrier to entry is very low to start a social media account, right? And so unless you do have the certification or the background experience to do that at any point, someone could be spouting all kinds of information. Yeah. And then you do compare yourself. I'm like, my kids, I see certain kids on the soccer sidelines, the siblings to the kids playing, and they're like literally sitting in a little fold-out kid chair, sitting there watching their siblings game. And I will say to the mom, I go, no, neither of my kids would ever do that. It would just never happen. Not in the carts for them. They don't sit. They're running around climbing a rock somewhere behind me and like, where's my kid type of thing. So like, you can't compare that kids wired totally differently than mine is. And that's what makes the world the world. Everybody's different everybody's got a different fingerprint. So why are we trying to one trick pony our children into like a parenting method? It really it's so is. Different and it's everybody. really even within one family, very different. Like each of my kids is completely different from the other. And I've had to shift parenting. My son, who's the firstborn, is like the biggest rule follower. Like I thought I had this parenting stuff down pat. I was like, I am the best 
mom ever. He does everything I say, whatever. And then my daughter came along and she was like, Saka, you know, like I am going to shake shit up around here and I'm going to have a tantrum right now. And I'm going to not let you help me with anything ever, even though I can't do it myself. And, you know, I just, and then Lukey, the last one, is an absolute maniac. And he, you know, you say black and he says white. And that's just the way it is with him right now. And he's a three-year-old. And I know that there are, they, they, this is another thing I've been like, you know, as your kids get older, you learn that there are also just phases that children go through. And a phase is not necessarily indicative of their entire personality or their future. It's just something that has to be kind of sat through. You know, you got to wait, wait it out through different phases and everything keeps changing. Yeah. And once you figure out one phase, you're on to the next one. Right. Absolutely. That's exactly what happens. My son is turning 10 this Sunday. So I I like to consider myself a veteran parent because like if you're doing something for 10 years, like, you know, decent experience. I I think so. I think 10 years is is a decent amount of time. My son sounds like a combination between Lukey and your daughter, (laughs) Caitlin, just to give you an idea of what my, my son is like, which is why I said that sometimes it can be challenging. But the interesting thing about him is like, as I reflect back in the last 10 years, you know, he used to have really bad tantrums when he was three. And we had like a pretty good time in between, let's say maybe like six and eight. And then this year came like, I think six to eight is the absolute sweet spot for children. It's like my favorite, favorite. But now that he's like, nine, 10, he's starting to come back into some of those same behaviors that he had when he was three which is interesting. So my point being is that yes, they're phases, but sometimes they don't completely grow out of things. Sometimes there is a certain underlying, whether it's personality trait or wiring, you know, that will continue on. Yeah, you are. I do. I do believe you totally are who you are when you're, but just more like the point I'm making is more, there's no formula. You know, there's no formula to follow no, to yield absolutely a certain result not. because everybody's different, like Nikki was saying, and 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 then within that, each kid is different. So there's no like one single way to do anything, right? Yeah, and I think I go. I, I feel like my method of parenting is like I'm here to protect them, make them feel loved, you know, teach them about health because that's important to me, right? And body movement and like how you're body connects to your, you know, your movement connects to your mind, your gut health connects to your mind. Like that's all they're like, that's my only job. I don't want to control them and change them. And I certainly do not want to take my old things that I want to fix about myself and put them on my kids. Cause I think that that is a natural thing. You get triggered as a parent when you see your kid acting a certain way that, you know, didn't work out for you in life. And it's like, Whoa, okay, stop. This is not about you, Nikki and how some of your friendships were handled. This is about your daughter and something she just experienced with some of her friends. And we all growing up, like we were out there on the playground without parents hearing everything that we're saying and doing and trying to chime in and fix it. And now I, you know, if my daughter's on a FaceTime call with her friends, I, I hear what's going on. And sometimes that's a disservice to her to let her work through her own stuff. And I try to remember that I'm not here to control her or her way of thinking. I'm just here to support Yeah, totally makes makes sense. sense. I think one of the biggest things is 
parents is that we separate ourselves from our children in as much as like they are their own individual people. They are not us. They are not really a reflection of us. We are there to protect them and guide them and build the scaffolding for them to grow up to be good people. Yeah, it's really hard to remove your ego from it too. You know, like that they are not the reflection of you and that their behavior, because I I think especially when your kids are like little and they are maybe out in public or tantruming and stuff like that, that you get immediately self-conscious of bad behavior or, you know, questionable behavior and that kid, but the longer you are in this or the more you see, the more children you see over time or whatever, you realize like, you know, every kid is doing this, but there's just, I think this perception from the past that, you know, children should be behaved and this sort of thing. That's not what children do. Children are, children just go around F and S up. <laughs> I can't with the non. But like speaking of narcissists, yeah. Speaking of which, they are. Ta- they're like I. It, this is all about me. Always, and that's, that's total psychopath. Right <laughs> all of them sociopaths, <laughs> but. Their little brains are growing. They are we'll like there. at a million miles per hour. <laughs> they don't even know what how to find their way out of what paper bag half the time because they're like, this was just different yesterday. I just learned a whole new world today. You know, it's like, whoa. I am amazed daily by them. I just watch and I'm like, oh my God, I could not love you anymore. Even in like the hardest moments, it's like, this is wild. It's like a science <laughs> experiment. <laughs> Sometimes you're just like, Oh my God, she's acting just like me. That's crazy. You it's know? nice to be a part of it. I, I was laying at 3 a.m. last night. My my son was sleeping with me and he asked me for water and I was dead in a sound sleep. And he's like, mommy, can I have water? And I was like, sure. So I got up and got him some water. And then I couldn't fall asleep for the next 90 minutes. It's fine. I'm exhausted, but it's okay. But during those 90 minutes as I was staring at the ceiling at 3 a.m., I was thinking how lucky I am to be his mom. And, you know, we were we were just cuddling and, and to like smell his hair and touch his skin and all of that. And like really just reveling in motherhood at that exact moment. And I'm sorry, I'm being that's really you know, nice. mushy, but it's probably because that's I'm really tired. nice because I would be like, get the <laughs> hell was, back to, to your up. own room. That's what I would be thinking. I'd be like, get out of my bed. <laughs> <laughs> he sleeps with me a lot. So I, I'm used to it. But now that he doesn't kick that's anymore, it's great. When they're little, they kick a lot and it's hard. But once they reach a certain age, then they sleep like adults. And so they don't move anymore. And so it's good. So I'm at the we don't move anymore stage, which is amazing. That's so funny because I can remember my mom saying to me, I recently had this revelation, full circle, whatever, that like when I would go somewhere, like we'd go visit my aunt or whatever, and I'd be sharing a bed with my mom and she was, (laughs) she would be like, well, you kicked me all night again the next morning. And I was like, oh yeah, because I was a kid, like. Yeah. My dad always used to say that to me. I would sleep with my, my parents, I told you before, were divorced. And so sometimes I would sleep with my dad at his house or I would sleep with my mom at her house, whatever. I'm a big co-sleeping person. Anyway, I always, my dad always used to say I kicked him. Always. That was his takeaway. Like every time he'd be like, you kicked oh him. Oh my like, God, <laughs> Tara, you guys, you and I are cut from two different cloths on that because I would literally, like if I went to a hotel room with my husband and there were two twin beds, I would be like, yes. I get to sleep <laughs> in solitude without anyone touching me or breathing near me. Yeah, I haven't 
I haven't. I don't mind wakeful cuddles and things like that, but sleep is for sleeping. Yeah, it's true. Don't yeah, (laughs) don't get me started on that. I probably haven't had a proper night's sleep in years. You do you. See, and that goes back to the social That's media right. pressures thing, though. You know, there's people telling you, like sleep experts, say you have to do this and you have to sleep like this and whatever. But ultimately, I think as long as you get a restful night's sleep and that your children are getting the sleep that they need and that they're safe in your bed, then that's all that matters. Totally agree. Because right? it ultimately... Yeah, it comes down to tuition. And that's what I, something I wanted to mention before Nikki mentioned about following her tuition. And I think that is the single most important parenting piece of advice. What do you think? Yeah, Kim? I think it's it. You know the answer, right? We we have a DNA. There's there's science and spirituality and all this stuff. Like when we become moms, right? When we give birth, to, I saw something the other day. When we give birth to our kids, like their cells stay in us. There's cells for each of my kids in me, which like, I'm sorry, but that is a better map than anything else I'm going to find out there. So just like trust yourself, trust your intuition, trust your heart. And of course, if it comes down to like mental health, where it really is, you know, postpartum or anything like that, that's different. That's different. You you need the right support for those things. But otherwise, like you've got the map, man, this is, this is your journey and no one else's with your kids. It's like, trust yourself. That's true. Caitlin, what's your final takeaway? Yeah, I, I mean, you got to do you. You know what I mean? You can't do what works, what you think works for everybody else or what everybody else is doing. You got to do what works for you. Just like you were saying, with like you are used to co-sleeping. I can't sleep like that. You know, Nikki's doing her own thing over there, working and TikToking and momming and... I'm, you know, stay at home, mom, Instagramming, whatever, but like, we're all on our own path. We're all doing our own thing. So don't, you know, comparison is what is they? what do they say about comparison? There's comparison is thief the thief of joy. Of joy. Thief. Thief. So, He's a thief. You yeah. Steal your stuff. Like, do you, you know, that's my own. I think that becoming a mom for the first time, there's a lot that I think that I thought that I had to do in order to be this like right type of mom, good mom, a good mom does this, a good mom does that. And all of that stuff is really not important, you know, and and you learn that as you go along a little further that what you're doing that works for you is the most important thing. So that's, that's my like major takeaway. Yeah, that's the best takeaway that there is. So I I appreciate that. I love you guys both so much. I feel like we could talk for a 100 years, but we're going to sign off now. So Nikki Marie, tell everyone where we could find you. On Instagram, Nikki Marie Inc. So Nikki Marie Inc. And then on TikTok, Nikki Unplugged. She is unplugged over there. She (laughs) is as honest and raw as it gets. Caitlin, where can we find you? Big time adulting. On Instagram. I mean, I actually do have like six or seven followers on TikTok now, I think. So <laughs> you could find me yeah. over there as well. I just never That's how am I am there. on TikTok. Too. I'm always on the gram. But you know, if you put those same posts on TikTok, yeah, I they know. would absolutely blow I know. up. I know. It's a lot of work. I, just, I, know. I just forget. I just, I'll do it one day. One day I'll transfer my content. Yeah. And listen to your podcast too. Oh, I do have a podcast called Big Time Adulting. Yeah. 
Exactly. I love it. Ladies, thank you so much for joining today. I appreciate you both so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. That was fun. Let's do it again sometime. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Modern Mom Probs. I hope you enjoyed our deep dive in today's problem with me, your host, Tara Clark. Join me next time when I'll be interviewing another great guest and tackling another modern mom problem. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review and a rating. As always, you could head over to Modern Mom Probs on Instagram and give me a follow or check out my book, Modern Mom Probs, A Survival Guide for 21st Century Mothers, available online wherever books are sold. Well, that's it for today. See you next time, folks. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 